Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I won't let my body outweigh, outweigh everything that I'm made of. Won't spend my life trying to change. I'm learning to love who I am. I am strong, I feel free. I know every part of me is beautiful. And I will always outweigh If you feel it, put your hands in the air Show some love to the mirror while you're there Let's take it one day at a time Cause you and I outweigh Happy Saturday, Amy and Lisa here, Outweigh Fam. Thanks for joining us if you're brand new. Thanks for continuing to come back if you're a regular. Um, we've kind of covered serving suggestions on the podcast before, or maybe it was like back in the day when we first started Outweigh. I'm not sure, but I think it's an important thing to remember because it's something that we're just used to checking. It's kind of like, oh, okay, well, here's this item and there's the nutritional information on the back. And it says that a serving size is a fourth of a cup. So I guess that's what I'm supposed to have. And Lisa can break down being that she's the registered dietitian and can understand that like literally every single person's body is so different. And that was what was so refreshing for me to like take a deep breath with whenever I was obsessed with like my fitness pal and entering in all of the information into this calculator that really had no 100% knowledge of how my body was functioning or operating. Yet I thought that it was fact and it was science and that app knew me inside and out. So I would enter in my fourth a cup of granola because that is what I ate because of course I measured it because 
that is all I was allowed to have. But then maybe later I was like, ooh, I need another fourth of a cup. So I would enter in my two separate encounters with the granola as a fourth of cup, which then totaled half a cup, which in reality, if I had just scooped out maybe what I wanted in the beginning, it might have originally have been that half a cup. And that's okay because that's what my body needed. But some part of me instantly felt like I was doing something wrong because I exceeded the recommended amount for a serving size. And I don't know, Lisa, can you just help us out with this again? And I feel like it's a common question that I get. So here we are bringing it up again. Yeah. So when learning to read a nutrition label, I feel like the first thing we talk about is get to know the serving size because that's going to help you figure out what you quote unquote should eat. You even use the word recommended serving size. From the information I've gathered from the FDA, the governing agency that regulates our food and food labels, a serving size is not a recommendation or a suggestion. According to their website, the last time I checked, which I will admit was not within the last few months, is that it's what people are actually eating. However, when a food company goes to create a food and make a label, I think more what we're seeing is how can we make these numbers look quote unquote better, more attractive to the consumer. So by using oftentimes smaller serving sizes, you're going to see that word calories as less. The number that's associated with the calories is going to be less because it's a smaller serving and carbs and sugar and all the things that people look for. All those numbers are going to be smaller because they used a smaller serving. Does that make sense? Yes. So when a food company comes out with a food, they don't send all the information to the FDA and say, okay, is this what like, you know, you guys are looking for? There's a lot more like wiggle room when it comes to it. And I think that oftentimes a food company is just looking to position themselves in a way that says, okay, this is probably what people are eating slash how can we make these numbers on the right look a little bit more desirable to somebody who's not going to pay attention to the serving size, but just wants to see that one number that looks as low as possible. Does that make sense? Yes. And this just like literally popped into my head. Hadn't thought of it until now. But you and I are both fans of Daily Harvest, Mm, right? Like you actually introduced me to them and I'm now a regular customer. I get a weekly shipment. We just ordered a big one too. Oh yeah. I do their bowls. I do their smoothies. I do their flatbreads. Their flatbreads are one of my favorite things. And I pro tip Um, It says to cook them in the oven, but I put mine in the air fryer and Mm. it cooks so much better and a lot faster than the oven. But anyway, when I first became a customer, their flatbreads used to be two servings. If you looked at the caloric or the fat intake or whatever, it was lower. But then when you looked closely, you're like, oh, shoot, (laughs) that's only if I eat half But listen, the flatbed's really good. And unless you're pairing it with something else, like at least for me, Mm -hmm. I'm going to want to eat the whole flatbread. And so I was always like, okay, well, now I'm having two servings, which again, really didn't bother me. But some of my old school thinking is obviously still rooted in me to where I have to shut it down. I have to shut down the noise of like, okay, who cares? Like I want the whole flatbread, so whatever. But I noticed recently, and I don't know when they changed this, because again, it's not something I pay attention to. But their flatbreads are now one serving, the whole bread. They no longer divide it in half. So therefore, to your point, the calories went up, the fat went up, everything went up that people might look at. But I wonder if they were finally like, I have no idea why they did it or if it was an intentional move or just part of, I feel like they have a good handle on things and how they approach it. I don't even know them. I don't know why I'm saying that. 
But now I'm wondering, like, was that a decision on their part of like, okay, let's stop being stupid. There's no way that half of this flatbread is a serving. Mm. <laughs> like, there's just no way. Right. Like, it, it doesn't equate a serving. So I think what I aim to do in this episode is break down the idea that serving, the word serving that you read, has any indication on how much you should consume of that food. That's the most important thing I want everybody to leave with. I have so many clients that follow the serving, whether it's for the peanut butter, the granola, the flatbread, and will only eat what one serving is because they've decided or believe that this is what the proper amount to consume is. Also, those using my fitness pal know that by entering one serving, you can have a clean looking number and easy math to do and easier calculations than if you weren't measuring out completely. However, it's important that what I want you to leave with today is that a serving size is not a suggestion. It's not a recommendation. It's just a number so that they provide the other numbers based off of it. And therefore, it's kind of arbitrary, meaning in many situations, it might be too big of a serving for you in that setting, in that environment. In other situations, it might be too much food. And I know that might sound crazy, but I mean, sometimes when we're thinking about these foods, they're not, you know, a flatbread. It could be an ingredient that we're building other things with or piling on top of each other or, you know, mixing together. But I need everybody to walk away with the understanding that the only way you're going to figure out how much you need is going to be to consult with yourself, which is the hardest job of them all, especially if you've been reliant on these serving size, quote unquote, suggestions for all this time. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second-grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I think that something that plays a factor in this too is not just serving sizes on like a label on the back of an actual food, but we compare to what other people are eating and their serving size. And then that's what we, I feel like that falls under serving size too. It's like, oh, whether you're eating with them or you're looking at someone's, you know, post on Instagram of what I ate in a day or whatever. Mm, I don't know. Good point. And then you you compare, oh, well, they only ate one slice of bread. So now I'm going to only eat one slice of bread. That's another way that we can mess with our servings. And a lot of times it's subconscious, right? So we're seeing what other people are doing and we're just emulating it. And then not saying I'm still hungry or I want more. We're stopping ourselves there because I shouldn't have more, but we don't know why we shouldn't have more. And the same thing goes with portions, by the way. I, you know, for years, I remember reading magazines that a portion size of protein should be about a size of your fist, right? And Again, it's taking no consideration in for your needs in that moment, as well as your daily and lifelong needs. So, you know, who knows if you're showing up to that meal, having eaten one hour before versus if you haven't eaten in three hours before your portion needs are going to be different based on time that you last ate, composition of what you last ate, and then all the things that are even less easy to kind of put into a box, such as your hormones, your metabolism, all these things. Your movement that day. Your, your movement that day, right. It, and and I think like, especially dining out, and, and I'd love to disrupt this one, is this idea that portions in restaurants are huge. Like if you dine out, you know, you're going to eat so much because they have huge portions. It's like, wait a second. I've been to plenty of restaurants where they serve me food and I literally leave still hungry. And who is to say that 
every portion is always big. And maybe it is a, a bigger portion than you're used to eating, but you can still be hungry or want to eat after that. And it really takes breaking down these ideas that there is one portion or one serving size that is correct in order to really break through that. And I also just want to hold a little bit of compassion that it might be really hard to move away from the serving size suggestions if you are listening and you've been measuring or, you know, using my fitness pal to only move into that. And the first piece of advice I'd just like to offer you is you don't need to go off the rails and consume double, triple, quadruple to break free from that. But what I will ask you to do, listener who this speaks to, is to move away from the measuring thing that you're using, whether it's the measuring cup or the tablespoon or whatever it is. I am aware that most people who have been doing this can eyeball it to perfection. That being said, I want you to live with the understanding of, oh, maybe you ate a little bit less of this food today or a little bit more, but without having that perceived feeling of control of, I know I only ate a tablespoon and then getting the feedback from your body of what do I need? Do I need a little bit of extra? I use the example of granola because this one client would just only do three fourths cup of cereal because that's what the cereal said the serving size was. And I promise you there was no way that this amount of cereal was enough food for this meal that the client was having. And by getting her to move away from the measuring cup and even saying, I get that you're going to eyeball it and you'll probably hit three fourths because you've been doing it for so many years, allowed her to say, oh, I actually needed more this day. Or I had that, but then instead I added something else to my meal because that actually wasn't enough food. So I just feel like that might be a helpful piece of information is to move away from the measuring tools that are helping you control for those quote unquote serving sizes. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that you have compassion. We both do. And there's a lot here. I mean, Lisa knows when I stopped using my app, my fitness pal on on my phone, I had a lot of anxiety around it and I would text Lisa and I just, I, I didn't think I could do it. And then, you know, eventually you get to the point, or at least I did where I got over that hump and I was like, oh gosh, okay. I just realized so much of it was all up in my head and such mind games and lies and so rewiring that had to take place. And then I had to learn to trust myself. So yeah, it's not easy. And we recognize that wholeheartedly. And sometimes, you know, in doing this, you're going to mess up, mess up, meaning under eat or overeat and figuring it out. And I just want to encourage you to stay connected to what happens next after you take a leap of faith to say, do I need more food? Did I overdo it? And oftentimes the fear is with overdoing it and to just see what happens after that. Notice how your body rebalances, how it's hungry again at some point after, how it sends a cue that you need to eat again and be really gentle with yourself over this. And I know we only have a few more minutes here, but I also just want to say that the best way to really change your relationship This could probably be its own episode, so I'll say it quick and then maybe we'll do a longer episode on it. The best way to change your relationship to these serving sizes, to the amount that you're eating, is to stop going into meals so hungry. It will help you better fine tune how much you need, what you want, when you want it, 
and it will stop that cycle of, see, I need to use the serving sizes because if I don't, I overeat. So I believed that I needed to con tightly control the portion sizes because when I didn't, I you know would just go nuts. But really it was because every time I showed up to a meal, I was so hungry that I was ravenous and unable to find that place of, oh, I'm noticing my hunger is dissipating. I'm noticing that satisfaction and fullness are rising. So I just want to really encourage everybody that this is a, a full approach to changing your relationship to food. And it starts with regular eating, consistent eating, trusting yourself. Yeah. And I think once you do take the focus off those serving sizes, then you don't put the pressure on yourself to quote unquote save for certain meals. Cause it's like, oh, if I know I'm going to be going to the restaurant and there's going to be a quote unquote bigger serving size by again, like you said, Lisa, who's standards? Like who's saying, who knows? But that's what we have been told. So we do that and we may save up for that meal or we may save up for maybe it's not even a meal out. It's something that we're eating at home, but we know because of what it says on the box, we suddenly feel that we need to save for it. And that's just piggybacking off of what Lisa was just saying, because I know I was definitely stuck in that cycle for a really, really, really long time, which leads back to something that is a big, a big factor in why, why we even have this podcast, why these conversations need to exist is that restrict and binge cycle. <laughs> so that's serving sizes. That's not it in a nutshell by any means, but this is an episode for you to keep in your back pocket next time you're headed out to eat or headed to the pantry. Thanks for hanging with us. Um, and we'll see you next week on Outway. Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. 
Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.